Hello, everyone. This is Coach Aaron Saft and the Running is Life podcast. I am going to talk to about a few things today, and they actually correlate. <laughs> um, so, uh, as you saw in the title, um, I'm talking about calling an audible, and you know, audible in uh, the sense of sport is when you make a change. You know, and it's probably a game day decision. <laughs> so the the day of your run. Um, it might be the night before too. Uh, things just may not align, but, uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, being okay with calling an audible in your training. Um, as that's what I'm doing today. Um, I am recording this the day before this releases. So, um, it is August 8th and, uh, this, this will release on the 9th. It's just kind of the way things are going <laughs> right now. I've just been so busy with everything. So um, this podcast is going to be kind of an update about things and where we're at with the Grand Slam and how things are going, how I'm feeling, um, challenges I'm facing, and um, again, you know, being able to call an audible. Um, so uh, let's just kind of get into this and um, I'll, I'll go into why I'm calling an audible and why you should call an audible in your training. So um, you know, as I stand here and record, I'm about a week and a half after finishing Badger 100, and I'm about a week and a half from the start line of the Leadville 100. Th- you know, just under three weeks between the events. I finished Badger uh, early Sunday morning. I will start Leadville on early Saturday morning. So um, basically, you know, just under two weeks of, re- or excuse me, three weeks of recovery. Um, so about 20 days to recover. Um and this is the shortest I've ever gone between 100 milers. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, I can tell, uh, you know, as I, as I run right now, I, I started running on uh, Sunday. So about seven days after. Um, typically a good rule of thumb is that it takes you about um, a day for every 10 miles raced. So, um, you know, it takes about 10 days to fully recover and get heart rate back to uh, at least your resting heart rate back to to normal levels. Um, and, um, you know, my legs were feeling good and, uh, Leadville was coming up. So coach and I decided coach Patrick Reagan and I decided to, to get back to training. Um, and I just did like 35 minutes easy. Uh, Saturday I had a group run with my athletes, but <clears throat> I just told them I'm, I'm hiking. I'm not ready to run yet. So I just hiked while they, uh, while they went for their group run. So, uh, Saturday, like I knew it just body wasn't there Sunday. I felt good though. And, uh, you know, got out and ran, um, and, uh, and it was fine. Uh, I went slow. I could tell, you know, the paces weren't quite there yet. I wasn't fully recovered. So, you know, there, there's some signs there that I wasn't quite there yet. You know, I wasn't fatigued, which was great. I was just not able to, to get back to some of the paces that I had been averaging, you know, before Badger 100. So that's just a sign that my body is still recovering. And, um, I, you know, I continued to, to run. I built up a little bit each day. So 35 minutes Sunday, 45 minutes um, on Monday, uh, Tuesday, which was yesterday. Um, I went over to the hilly neighborhood and just did some practice with power hiking on the hills and running. And I got in about seven miles total. Um, and it was fine. Um, you know, again, paces are coming down. So each day was progressively getting better. I was, my paces were getting faster and, and they were feeling easier. Um, you know, I, I could tell still a little bit tired, not quite normal yet, which, you know, was, it was fine. I was okay. But I woke up this morning, excuse me. Um, I woke up this morning and I was, uh, I was just, you know, feeling a little bit off. Um, you know, I, I, I can tell when the body is not quite 100%. I don't know if it's my sinuses. 
um, you know, or, or I'm just tired. Um, I've been trying to get my sleep, uh, you know, focusing on trying to get in between seven and eight hours a night, just trying to rest. I have a lot going on, you know, super busy. Um, cross country practice started this week. So that was a, a new piece to my schedule. Um, which, you know, I, I want to make sure um, I'm devoting good time and energy to the kids. So that, that definitely added to complications. Um, I'm trying to make sure that all my athletes are taken care of, all their schedules are ready. Um, the next few weeks are just going to be extremely busy. So um, basically, um, you know, I have Leadville next week. Okay, so that's the 19th. Um, and then um, I get back from Leadville. Um, got a week at home. And then um, the following week, we leave for Italy. My wife and I go to Italy. My brother is getting married in Italy, so we leave for Italy. And as soon as I return, I basically just change bags. Um, we get back on Labor Day and um, basically switch bags. And Tuesday, I head out to Utah because Wasatch is that Friday. It, the race starts on Friday for Wasatch. So once again, I, I won't have... It will be under three weeks of recovery time. So, um, you know, the, the importance of feeling good right now and getting recovered is vital because I don't want to keep putting myself further and further in the hole. You know, that's just that's tough. <laughs> Obviously, in training, we just don't want to do that to ourselves. So if you feel, you know, that you wake up one day and, and things are just off, like like I knew today, you know, things were were just off. You know, I had some congestion, a little bit of headache. I just don't want to get sick. Right. So, um, you know, taking that into consideration and where I'm at in my in my training and recovery, I knew today wasn't a day to go out there and run. I just took my dog for a longer walk and I, I emailed you know, my coach and just said, hey, just taking an audible today. Um, I, I, my body's just not up for running today. Um, just not quite feeling it, which is, you know, it's it's what you have to do sometimes. And it's, it's okay, you know, to miss a day here and there when you're just feeling off, when you're just feeling tired, you know, it, uh, that's okay. It's probably better than forcing it and making yourself more tired. That's what I try to teach my athletes is just being okay with, you know, taking a day and making it easier. You don't have to take an entire day off, you know, like today I just knew, you know, like it, it's not vital. Today's run is not vital for my success at Leadville. Uh, you know, quite contrary, it could be too much and detrimental to my training. So I had to make a decision. And sometimes you need to make that decision with somebody else, perhaps, you know, talking with your coach or a training partner and saying, Hey, you know, here's where I'm at today. Here's how I'm feeling. I probably could run. Um, but I don't think I should do what's on my schedule. So it's a good conversation to have, right? And, and talk about these things and figure out, you know, uh, you know, me, myself, I know my body well enough that I know when to call a day off. And today was one of those days where I'm just like, you know, it's better if I just take the day off, get some work done. You know, it's, it's a busy day to begin with. Um, I had practice this morning. Obviously, I had to record the podcast. Um, I need to work on my athlete schedules. I need to check in on my athletes and make sure that I, I go through all their notifications and training peaks. My daughter has uh, seventh grade orientation at the middle school, which is two hours. I need to meet with my uh, co-coach for cross country and go over, you know, the upcoming weeks. I wrote out the schedule for her. So I need to go over to that. So just a lot of things going on. Um, I have an athlete call later on this evening. And then I also have um, a Zoom call with my team, my, you know, my, the adult athletes that I coach, we do a Zoom call every Wednesday night. And I had to create a presentation for that. We're actually talking about Jason Coop's research essentials. Um, he just came out with issue number five. Um, so we, we go over those, you know, every time they come out. So I had to make that presentation last night. So just a lot going on, you know, jam packed day. So I knew, you know, I'm going to have a lot of stress and fatigue to begin with. Uh, now adding a run on top of that would probably make me feel worse. Uh, I'm just tired. 
Um, could I have gone for just a short jog? Probably, but did I need to? Not necessarily. Probably because of how much I've done lately, already accomplishing two 100 milers this summer. You know, where I'm at, I just really need to make sure recovery is stressed and vital. Okay, so in your training, it may be that you just reduce the volume for the day, right? You, if you have, you know, like for instance, like I had a nine mile run on the schedule today. I probably could have gone out and done four miles um, and been fine. But, you know, would I have been creating more fatigue? Maybe, you know, just based off of my body. Again, my paces aren't quite normal just yet. I need my legs and my body under me. So I made the decision just to take the day off and hopefully I'll be better for it tomorrow. I'll be more rested. Um, you know, hopefully my body, you know, thanks me and says, okay, you know, let's, let's give you a little bit more of your pace back. As I said, it's been coming back day by day, but you know, to force things, it just makes things worse sometimes. So you really have to just, you know, decide, is it best that I take a day off or can I do a little bit of this? You know, maybe it's, you have a workout on the schedule and it is just, like I said, not the day to do the workout. And that's, that's a good time to communicate with your coach or, you know, just notice that yourself that you need to move it to a different day and say, you know, today I will not be a hundred percent. I probably wouldn't even be 80%. I would say if you're not feeling up to 80% of capacity, push it to another day, make it so that you have the capacity to have a good workout, right? It will help you so much more. You'll gain so much benefit and so much more fitness. If you just postpone that workout, same thing with a long run, right? Like you may have a long run on a Saturday and it's just not in the cards. You know, be it that you're too busy, you just don't feel well, you know, you're tired, postpone it a day, you know, push it back, uh, you know, if it's feasible in your schedule. If it's not, then don't force the long run, you know, go out again, go out for a shorter period of time, go out for what the body allows. You have to let the body be the guide sometimes and then be okay with that. It's okay if you don't get in 100% of what's on the schedule, you know, sometimes it's not in our best interest to do so. So be really, you know, cognizant of how your body's feeling. And then again, be okay with not doing what's precisely on the schedule. Your, your schedule, as I always say to all my athletes, your schedule is not concrete. It is not set in stone, right? It should be flexible, you know, able to, to adapt and adjust based on how you're feeling and how things are going. If you notice that your, your paces are constantly slowing down, then that's a sign that you're overtraining or training is not going the way it should be. You need to back off, right? Like you need to reduce volume, reduce intensity, you know, get back, get your legs back under you, get your paces back to normal. Are there other factors that are contributing to it? Are you staying hydrated during the day? Are you rehydrating after runs? Are you eating well? Are you getting the necessary calories? Sometimes we forget when we build volume, we have to increase our caloric intake. Our caloric intake needs to meet the demands of what we're doing during the week. The volume that we're putting out has to be you know, provided for by energy through our body. So are you consuming enough calories to provide that energy? Remember those things. Are you sleeping enough? How is your stress levels? You know, these are all things you have to consider. So make sure that, you know, you're looking at the whole picture. It's not just your training, right? You're not just looking at your training. Um, as I always say, stress is stress. You probably heard that from a million different other sources, but you know, the life stress is, um, is it, it compounds. It makes things harder. If you're on your feet all day, if you're working manual labor all day, that is part of your training, right? That is part of your training stress. Running is stress as well. So you have to consider all of these pieces when you're looking at your, you know, your running. Okay, look at the big picture and then look at your goal to get to your goal. What's going to be best for you? 
right? It's, I mean, on that given day, is it really vital that you do all the mileage or all the time that is set for that schedule? The answer is no, no. It's, it's, you know, the, the, the better answer is to say, I'm tired today. I need to take it easy or I need to take a day off, right? That's calling the audible. And again, you know, it's, it's okay. I'm going to tell you it's okay. <laughs> You're okay to take a day off or to reduce volume. And uh, in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're going to be better off doing so. So, you know, be okay with that. So that's calling the audible, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough to get used to, you know, it, like I want to go run. It's not that I don't want to go run. It's just, I know it's, I'm going to be probably better off at Leadville because I took this day and just said, I'm going to focus on me today. I'm going to take more self care today. I'm going to focus on my hydration. I'm going to focus on my, my, um, calorie intake. I'm going to you know make sure I get some rest. You know, I'm not doing too much today and, and overdoing it. Right. So it, when you take these days, you have to, you know, just reassess. Right. And that's what I was talking about. Look at all the, the components of what can help you recover and make you feel better. So, um, man, um, with that said, I have some other challenges, <laughs> some other challenges that have presented themselves. So I'm going to kind of talk about those, um, man, it, you know, it's, it's not only the challenge of recovering, like that's, that's a huge component. Obviously you want to be able to run your best, um, and get through, you know, the races, uh, you know, granted I have two more 100 milers in the next, uh, you know, basically seven weeks, which is, you know, that's crazy, <laughs> but that's what I signed up for. So, um, I, you know, I've got to really be mindful of everything, you know, around me, uh, you know, some of the things that have kind of sprung up our logistics, you know, getting to these places with Vermont getting canceled, like I had to make a whole nother trip, which wasn't in the budget, honestly. So finances, you know, that's, it's tricky, right? Like, I don't want to spend all my family's money um, on these races and, you know, put us in the poorhouse just because of, you know, travel. <laughs> Plus we're going to Italy, you know, it, there's a lot going on. So I, I want to make sure I'm not p- placing too much of a financial burden on my family. And that's something, you know, I had to talk to my wife about and make sure this was okay, that, you know, I continued to do this. I had to be willing to pull the plug if it was going to be too much of my family. That's something I don't want. You know, that would place more stress on me if I were to decide to say, you know, well, let's just make it work. It's obviously that's not the way it happens. Um, So, you know, I had to be okay with just saying, okay, you know, it's over this year. Like if that was the case, but thankfully, you know, my wife said, nope, you're okay. You know, just, you know, we'll, we'll make it through this. You're going to be fine. We're going to be fine financially. So, um, so yeah, so I had to make sure that the finances worked and then logistics, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just now, like I've got everything together for Leadville. Um, and I'm going to talk about a few pieces of Leadville, of course, but you know, I have to also make sure that I'm ready for Wasatch. Like, I mean, that's going to be so fast after Leadville. Like, I can't believe I'm almost a week away from Leadville already. You know, it just seems like yesterday I finished Badger. So, you know, getting those travel arrangements ready, um, you know, making sure I coordinate um, the flight, the rental car, the place to stay, you know, all that stuff. I have to make sure that that's all ready right now. I've already communicated to my crew um, for Leadville. Um, which is obviously another challenge. Every race trying to come up with a new crew and, and pacers if need be. So, you know, finding those people. And, you know, I'm, 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 I had to find a backup just in case one of my pacers was having car troubles. So I had to find a backup, you know, crew member and potential pacer just in case, you know, um, my friend Drew can't make it. Um, I, I hope to God he can, I will, I want to have him there, but I understand completely if he can't because of car troubles. So I had to find a backup to that, 
which obviously creates a lot of havoc, right? So um, the timeline's so short, you know, that I'm right now I'm also trying to find crew for Wasatch, which is incredibly difficult, you know, trying to make sure that I can get people to Utah to support that race. Thank God Nathan has been on board for the whole thing. I can count on him. Um, I've got my friend Michael Patton. Uh, he's going to be there. I just need to find one more person. So I'm looking for one more um, able-bodied person that can crew and pace, uh, and then I'll have a three-person crew, which will be great. Um, so, you know, just, I'm, you know, I've got that out there right now, um, working on that. So finding these people that, that becomes a challenge, right? Cause it's so frequent. Like I, you know, I don't want to overtax people or overburden them because it's a lot of travel, you know, with all this, as I said, with the finances, I try to help my pacers and crew once they get there, but you know, unfortunately I have to ask them to get there on their own because <laughs> I just don't have the finances to, to pay for plane, plane tickets for everybody. But, um, once they get there, like I said, I take care of them. You know, their lodging is covered. Uh, make sure that I cover um, transportation. Um, I give them a little spending money. I buy their meals so that they don't have to spend a tremendous extra amount just because they came out to support me. Um, but yeah, so you know, challenges there for sure. Um, and then time commitment. My goodness, you know, as I said, we just started cross country. The kids just started. Uh, my kids start school next week, so I'll be there for the first day of school. But then I have to leave. So you know, it's just it's tough. This is a tough time of year. I didn't expect my kids to be going back to school this early. That's part of the problem. They, uh, the school pushed up the start of school two weeks. So that was unexpected. I expected only to be you know, missing a small piece of this. Um, and that would have been um, you know, basically uh, part of the Italy trip and then you know, obviously the Wasatch trip. But um, you know, it's uh, the time commitment. You know, I've, I've got a, you know, I've got the coaching. I have to do, you know, coaching my athletes. Uh, obviously, recording the podcast. So um, I'll be recording the next podcast um, actually tomorrow. Um, I've had a request for Peter Defty from Vespa. A lot of people want to learn more about Vespa. Um, Peter did a great interview with um, Jason Coop. So if you want to listen to that and get a precursor to our conversation, um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try to get him to expound on what's going on and what you know what's the idea behind Vespa. Um, you know, and, and why did it work so well for me, um, at, at, um, Badger, you know, so we're going to talk about those things. Uh, you know, Coop was really trying to get to the, the root as to, is this something that's, you know, that merits, uh, you know, taking and stuff. And I, like, I already have the merits. I have the evidence that it worked for me. Um, so I'm, I'm not as concerned. I want him to explain it. So you understand it more cause I can't explain it. <laughs> so that's, that's my point behind the podcast. I'm more of a Testament. It did work for me. Um, and I will continue to use it. So, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a great product. It's expensive. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not expensive. I think a 12 pack runs like $99. Um, perhaps Peter can extend us a discount if he, you know, he, if he's able to, so I'll ask him about that. But, um, but yeah, so the next you know, next uh, podcast will be with Peter Defty of Vespa. Um, but yeah, again, all of these little things, they add up, you know, so many little time commitments. Um, so, you know, and I've got to take care of things around the house here. My kids are still on summer break, so I'm, I'm trying to make sure that their, you know, their needs are met. Um, my wife's been working late, so, you know, I've got to cook dinner, um, make sure things are done around the house here. You know, I've been away so much that, it, like, I can't let things around the house slip either. You know, that's, that's my job and my responsibility. So, 
lots of time commitments. So it's, it's difficult, you know, in the grand slam because of how much you're away. So, um, just trying to make time management has just been such a key component. I, I carry a little notebook with me now, um, and a pen and just write things down just so I don't forget because I want to make sure that I'm, I'm completing the tasks that I need to complete and having things done ahead of time, you know, having the foresight to make sure that things are, they're all set, you know, uh, through my travels. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot going on. So time commitment has been very, very challenging right now. Um, and then other things that have been challenging is the gear and supplies that I need. It is different for every race. You know, Leadville and Wasatch are very different lace- races from uh, Western States and Badger. You know, so like the, the things that I need gear wise, nutritionally, everything, you know, it's there's so many different things that I'm, you know, I have to prepare and, and purchase um, just to have what I need and, you know, hopefully will make me as successful as possible at each race. Um, you know, for, for Badger, I, I, I didn't really have a shoe that I was like, you know, this is going to be a great shoe for Badger. So I had to go out and, and purchase another pair of the Topo Cyclone 2s. Um, really enjoyed that shoe. Um, I used it for about half the race and then switched into my Olympus. Uh, I was just getting a, a hot spot on my pinky toe. So, um, so I switched back out to the Olympus, um, which, you know, I'll probably just stick to the Olympus for, for Leadville. Uh, really wish I could find a slightly lighter shoe that had the cushioning of the Olympus. I tried the, uh, Mont Blanc, but that shoe just doesn't seem to be exactly what I'm looking for. So still on the hunt, uh, may try the Topo pursuit. We'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's getting a little bit short right now to, to be trying the new pursuit, uh, really love the mountain racer three that has potential as well. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll do a combination of the mountain racer three and the, uh, the Olympus, but, you know, just constantly trying new things to make sure that, uh, I'm comfortable. It's, you know, um, legs, like I said, you know, they're not, they're not drained. Um, body is a little bit tired. I can tell, uh, but, uh, well, the recovery is going well. But the, like I said, gear and supplies have been a constant challenge um, to make sure that I have what I need and, and not overspend on the gear itself. Uh, so trying to be careful there. And then adding back training, you know, um, last week was great because it was recovery week. I could focus on work and get stuff done and just go out for some walks with my dog. But this week when I tried to add back training, you know, there's a lot more. We've been adding back incline training on the treadmill. So, you know, doing a run and then getting on the, the treadmill and then doing core work it adds up, you know, that's another like two to three hours of work between the run, the treadmill and the core work. So that's a lot. You know, I talked about time commitments. That's a lot of time out of your day, you know? So it's again, trying to find time management and being sure. And that was again, another reason why I just took the audible today. I just had so much going on so much that, you know, I didn't want things to stress me out. I knew I had to get this done and I talked about everything I had to do. So, um, being able to just step away for a day and be like, today is not the day to try to push through, you know, and I, I, hopefully, like I said, end result is I'll feel much better because of it. Um, so, you know, all of this said, um, it's, Lidville next week. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Um, I've been going through the, the participant guide. Um, Leadville, for those that don't know, uh, starts at 10,000 feet. Um, we do go below 10,000 feet, but we also go up to um, and just over 12,000 feet when we cross over Hope Pass. And it's an out and back, so we go over Hope Pass twice. 
uh, it's you know it's it's got pretty tough cutoffs for a lot of people. It is a it is a you know it is a tough race. Um, not a ton of vertical gain, honestly. You know, um, one would expect a race in the Colorado Mountains to have a little bit more vertical gain, which obviously is is a bonus <laughs> since uh, you know cutoffs are strict and tough. Um, but um, you know it's 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 a pretty runnable race. But altitude is the X factor. So you know how will the body react to altitude? That's the the big question. And how how well will my body be recovered? So there's a lot of questions and. And, um, you know, it, mentally it's challenging. Um, I don't want to, you know, be nervous, um, or too nervous or too anxious, um, by the race. I want to remain calm and focused and just have a plan, you know, a plan of attack to just, you know, let the day unfold, let myself, you know, kind of just, I, I don't want to go out too hard, obviously. Um, my job is to finish. So, um, go out conservative and just, you know, stay within myself for the entire day and, you know, bring myself home and get that finished. That's the, that's the big piece of this finish Leadville so I can move on to Wasatch. Wasatch is probably the most challenging of all the four races. Um, so I really need to focus, um, you know, on between the two. What's nice at, at Leadville is that I can use poles. It's the first time that I, I can really you know, use or, or warrant the use of, um, poles. So I'll be using my poles again. Um, that we can have our pacers mule. So in other words, we can hand them stuff to carry. So, you know, if, if I want them to carry my pack, they can, um, you know, take some weight off of me for those, you know, final miles. So, um, yeah, so it's some things I need to talk to my pacers about. Um, again, I've already began that communication with them to make sure they understand what I'm expecting of them, how much distance is expected of each of them. Um, so, um, and, and they're all, uh, like-minded. They know what my goal is to finish. You know, they know where I'm at, how tired I am. You know, I've been communicating those things. I don't want any false pretenses that I'm trying to compete for, uh, you know, a finished position or a time. You know, really my goal is to, to get across that finish line, uh, in under 30 hours. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want to do, you know, and, um, just got to make sure I keep moving forward, be smart about it. Don't overexert myself. Um, and you know, the big thing, like I said, this week is just making sure I don't overdo it. Um, making sure that I get to be as fully recovered as I can. So, um, you know, so far as uh, nutrition goes, uh, we're going to stick to the plan of doing, um, water and S caps for electrolytes. Um, I'm going to stick to the Vespa ultra concentrate about every two hours. And then I'm going to use chews. I, I found that chews and, and gummies seem to work really well for me because I can, you know, I can just kind of munch on some and then put the package away. Um, whereas like a gel, it's like, I don't know how much I'm really getting, you know, I'm squirting a bunch in my mouth. Um, it's kind of at, you know, strange intervals, whereas, you know, I can, I can be a little bit more controlled with my chews. So I think we're going to use chews this go around and I have a bunch of different options for, for chews and, and for gummies. Um, the, the, the gummy Coke bottles by, um, Harborough, they worked really well, <laughs> um, at Badger. I really enjoyed them just putting them in a Ziploc bag and, uh, just kind of munching on them between sections. And then I, my daughter would just hand me a new bag of the gummy Coke bottles. They were fantastic. Um, and when I got tired, I used the, uh, the power, power, uh, bar, you know, I think they call them the, um, I don't know, the chews, whatever they're, the, you know, they, they had a caffeine, the Coca-Cola one has caffeine. So I was using that at night, which was tremendous. It, it helped a lot. 
Um, I've got the scratch um, chews, which I really love the raspberry. That's kind of one of my favorite go-tos is the raspberry. I also have some caffeinated obs, um, chews, scratch chews. Uh, the, uh, the sour cherry is a great flavor with uh, caffeine. So I have some caffeine options and some non-caffeinated options. Um, and you know, so I'm, 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 that's, I'm pretty excited. You know, um, I'm also going to do some real food, um, big real food fan. It sounds like the aid stations are going to have it, but, um, we're also going to just have, um, you know, a, uh, a camp stove and, uh, and be able to, to cook some stuff up. So, um, yeah, we're, we're you know, we're, we're planning in that. So, um, and then gear wise, um, I have two packs by, um, Usway. Um, I have their, uh, their eight liter pack, which is kind of my, my go-to pack, uh, for most of the day. Uh, and then, uh, my plan is at the nighttime, I may switch over to the, the 15 liter, uh, just in case I need my puffy, um, in case it gets cold when I'm hiking. Um, you know, I'll, I'll probably have, uh, a drop bag at, uh, wind, wind, windfield. I think windfield is the turnaround. Um, and have my, you know, my puffy in there, um, some gloves just in case my hands need it with the poles, um, you know, an extra kind of hat just in case I need it for, for temperatures. Um, right now looking at the temperatures, highs are in the mid seventies, lows are in the mid to lower forties. So, um, a lot of variety in, uh, and especially as you go up in, in altitude, it could be even colder, um, at Hope's Pass. So just want to be prepared. So packing a lot of extra gear, I've got some extra base layers and stuff like that. Um, you know, just want to be prepared for this race, obviously have what I need, um, and have the capacity to carry it. So that's why I'll I'll have the two different packs. Um, so, uh, you know, working on all that, um, and my poles, obviously. So I got a lot, um, a lot of stuff to, to pack this go around, um, a lot of different gear. Um, so my, my bags are definitely gonna be a lot fuller, uh, you know, for uh, badger, it was almost like my bags were half empty <laughs> and we were driving. So this time we're flying. So, you know, I, I've got to be uh, a little bit more uh, mindful of how heavy my bags are. And so, um, you know, um, I've begun kind of putting things together, um, making sure that, you know, I, I have what and uh, what I need. I don't want to be minimalistic. You know, the, I talked, um, you know, the, in previous episodes about packing for these things and making sure that you're not too minimalistic, that you have what you need. It's better to kind of overpack than, um, than you know, get to, you know, the Colorado and be like, Oh no, I don't have this and have to buy it or just go without it. Um, so you know, trying to make sure I've got, you know, all my, my bases covered and, uh, you know, I feel good about what I'm bringing. Uh, so, you know, the, the packing has already begun. <laughs> um, so yeah, Leadville coming up quick. Um, super excited about it. Thomas Brown, uh, who's been doing the, the Grand Slam, this is his off race. He does not have to race Leadville. He already did Old Dominion, Western States, and Badger. So he's got three down. So his last race is at Wasatch. So Thomas will not be um, racing. That's why he's not on the podcast with me talking about Leadville. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm glad for Thomas. He gets a little break before Wasatch. So, uh, but yeah, that's my story. That's everything that's going on. Um, if you have questions uh, about your training, about your running, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Happy to answer questions. Um, all of my contact information is in the show notes. If you want to learn more about my coaching, you can go to my webpage, uh, runningislife.run. 
uh, check that out. You can check my, uh, um, my, my coaching philosophy and everything that I do on the website. Uh, you can also hear uh, previous podcast episodes. Um, so you can check out previous podcast episodes on the website. Um, as soon as the Grand Slam is over, I hope to kind of get back to my monthly newsletter. So um, if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, you can do so there on the website as well. Uh, if you want to follow along in my training and um, my racing, you know, I am on Strava. All that's in the, the show notes. Um, so you know, please uh, reach out to me with anything you got, especially if you want a special guest, hear from somebody, or you yourself want to join me on the podcast. Just reach out. Happy to hear from you. Um, I thank you all for listening. I thank you, my Patreon supporters, for keeping up your support. I really do appreciate that. It helps me keep this going. Um, and again, I hope you take away some stuff from this, learn some things. Uh, don't hesitate to ask questions too. Um, happy to answer questions on the podcast. Okay. So, uh, until next time, uh, we'll have our conversation with Peter Defty of Vespa, but, uh, I hope you're enjoying your training. I hope you're enjoying your summer and keep running my friends.